Yes, Lord God, we see the war, sort of, but most of the time we don't catch on very quickly to what the enemy has done to try to corrupt, pervert, deceive, mix together all kinds of things and present it as life and truth and reality. Father, so give us eyes to see today and ears to hear and a heart to discern what's really going on out there, Father God, because basically those who fail to discern may not even, they may perish, Lord God, that's kind of how dangerous this is. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross for us. You stood in our place. You didn't back down. You went through the whole uh, ordeal of death to purchase our salvation, our life. You died in our place. You took the death penalty for us and for sin, Father God. And I thank you, Jesus, that you were courageous and brave to do that, and you didn't turn back. I thank you that in the process, you also brought us the hope of eternal life, the hope of salvation through the resurrection from the dead for us, Lord God. And you've given us power over all the power of the enemy. So many gifts you got for us at that crucifixion, death, resurrection. You got power. We we got a power. We got authority. We got um, resurrection, eternal life. Lord, we got justification. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we do praise you and thank you and ask you to forgive us for making so light of this resurrection from the dead and it being so contaminated with man's perversions of Easter and Eshtar. Father God, we thank you now for giving us a divine protection as well from the enemy that no weapon formed against us will prosper and many weapons seem to be formed against many of your people, if not all. So shield us. May the shields of God be up. May our hearts be encouraged. May our bodies be protected. And may you again remind yourself of what you said. If you wouldn't shorten these days, no flesh would be saved. So we just thank you, Lord, for coming again. Thank you for the inspiration of your Holy Spirit to guide us now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, well, we are going to be speaking today, actually, uh, for the show that's airing just before the resurrection, resurrection Day, which most people call Easter, which is the pagan remake of uh, Ashtar, which is the goddess, one of the goddesses of the Babylonians or the whoever they were over there that worshipped all the pagan gods. But it's interesting how these traditions go, you know, unnoticed, like with Halloween too. They go unnoticed. We just kind of incorporate them into our systems, into our lives, into our, our, our festivals. And it seems like for every holy day that God put on his calendar, Satan put on a holiday to distract and pull away from the merit and the and the worship and and the attention that would be given to Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you know, incorporating pagan practices into the churches, it's like common. Oh man, it's, it's mostly just, you common. Know, yeah, churches that celebrate Halloween and Hallow- celebrate Easter, which it really it's we shouldn't even use the term as believers the term Easter yeah. because it refers to uh, many different pagan gods and goddesses mm-hmm. and what, what uh, do, one of the original ones was Ishtar which who is the god of uh, sexuality fertility yeah, well, and war 
mm-hmm. all together. So that that's an origin there uh, of, of that. And so and there were there's another one called Astara. This is where we get the most um, celebrated uh, custom Astare, of Easter. Astare, yeah, yeah. And you can see how Astara, O-S-T-A-R-A, comes like Ishtar. I mean, it's they're different. It's another meanings, female goddess. Supposedly, like the Easter Bunny, okay, was introduced in the, in the United States or America in the 1700s uh, by some uh, a, a Germanic goddess of spring that was Astara. So it was these German immigrants mm-hmm. that came over here in the 1700s, and Astara, this ancient German goddess. Uh, she supposedly transformed a bir- uh, bird into a rabbit, <laughs> and the rabbit um, rewarded her for that by laying colored eggs okay, in the spring. Me, get, now this, no, okay, stop, yeah, stop, so, stop yeah. a second. Well, I you mean, know, what's wrong with this? A bird turned into a rabbit, and a rabbit lays eggs. How? Difficult. How, is that how, twisted, sister? Oh my goodness! Is this you know? We think about the resurrection being hard to believe. How about this? People buy into. They don't even ask him. Well, why are we coloring eggs, mom? Why do we do this, that, and the other thing? But that's really not what we're going to talk about today. Well, another thing too was that supposedly at Easter time, then the this this rabbit would lay these colored eggs for the good children. The children that had been good, kind of like Santa Claus, if you get yeah. your, wow. you know, if you're good. Fables, the Bible says in the fables, last, fables and fairy tales from, and fantasies. Uh, to, from to the, the truth to fables. Yes, and that's exactly. And so so there's, you know, a lot of churches around that are having uh, Easter egg yeah. hunts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, advertising, trying to get people to come in there. And uh, it's like, well, but you know, uh, the thing is, supposedly Bible believing churches that are celebrating direct pagan practices, incorporating them yep. into their programs of ministry, supposedly. And, and when you participate with these things, it's an, it's a form of agreement. You agree with these, do you agree with these roots? You don't realize it, but, and you say, well, it's no big deal and it's not going to hurt anything. Well, anytime we agree with the enemy, he has a way of making it hurt us. But let's go to the book of Acts for a minute and look at the actual yeah, resurrection. Let's, let's see this and, 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 and understand what that resurrection means because in Mark 12, for just before 12, 24, he says, I am the God of the living. So we're talking about, you know, we are, our God is the God of the living. That should be good news to us that we don't have to die and, and be non-existent for most of our, the rest of forever and eternity. Because yep. God had a way for us to be, to live forever. On the day of Pentecost, Peter is preaching here when the Holy Spirit was uh, poured out. He says in Acts chapter 2, verse 22, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death whom God raised up having loosed the pains of death the birth pangs of death destroyed those because it was not possible that he should be held by it so he's not it's not possible that the creator of all life can be held by death. Well, it's, it's such a contrast to what you just said about the Easter Bunny. I mean, that f- foolish, empty, ridiculous narrative put in the place of this, 
truth, to obscure this. It's amazing how people, they don't want anything. They don't want to know the truth. They don't want to think about the future. They don't want to have to be responsible for any of it. They just want to have fun. And, and, and how is it that an Easter rabbit can cover over the resurrection? Mm-hmm. A rabbit that lays eggs, nonetheless. But rabbits do not lay eggs, just to clarify. Well, it's like Santa Claus coming over, overcoming the but birth of Christ. See, it's just to minimize. It's just it's, to obscure. Yeah. It's to take Dis- away. Distraction, um, distraction, And he distraction. says in Acts 1, by many infallible truths, that Jesus proved himself. He appeared to 500 people, infallible proofs and truths and miracles, and yet he is the one of all Earth's members that has been the most controversial, the most rejected, the most despised, the most ridiculed, the most tried, and Satan tries everything to cover him over because he doesn't want people to know that he was raised from the dead, and that is the ultimate bottom line. Yeah, in Romans chapter... um one verse four talks about he was raised from the dead, and and basically his resurrection proves mm-hmm. that he is the Son of God. Well, Re- Romans, Romans one four, yep. he says um, he's declared Jesus Christ our Lord was born of the seed of David according to the flesh in verse three of Romans one, then verse four and declared to be the Son of God with power, mm-hmm. not just the Son of God. You'd think the Son of God actually has power, but there's an emphasis here Paul makes, the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. According to the spirit of holiness, not foolishness, not frivolity, not fables, not ridiculous stories, but by by holiness, we are created by God to be holy. We're not complete until we return and be restored to our original divine nature, which includes holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So the fact that Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead proves that he was accepted by the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some, um, the, why why do people, this is a good question, why is the resurrection so important? You know, because we really, the reason, I'll give you the answer and then you can tell me what you say. You're going to get, yeah. I'll give you the answer. Give me the answer and then I'll give you the answer. Okay. Okay. Because it was, it was (laughs) there that the devil was defeated because Mm -hmm. if Jesus would have not raised from the dead and been crucified, the devil would have won. He would have killed the son of God. It would have stopped right there. There'd have been no more merit or hope of eternal life. Right, right. So if he wouldn't have raised from the dead, um, we would be of all men most miserable. So we, but, but the, the resurrection is actually the, the basis and foundation of the good news. But now it becomes like, uh, blah, dull in the ears and eyes of the people, even the believers, because, um, it, you know, the devil is trying to disqualify, demystify, make it not important, make it kind of boring. Um, he, so he snatches the resurrection from us just because of our unwillingness to be excited about it. So we're going to get into Romans, uh, not Romans, uh, we were in Romans, but 1 Corinthians 15 uh, really is the the resurrection chapter. It's a big resurrection chapter of, of the Bible. And you mentioned about, you know, Jesus appeared to the, the, the Emmaus disciples. He have appeared, first of all, after his resurrection to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he'd cast seven devils. There were the, you know... Uh, women that were the evangelists. Mary Magdalene was the first evangelist of the, of the um, risen, for the risen Christ. And the, he appeared to the apostles 
as they were sitting at meat. Uh, and 500 brethren at once, you mentioned. But if there's no resurrection, there's no gospel. Yes, because it's the fount of the gospel is... That's the basis of the gospel. Right. Uh, that distinguishes our gospel from every other, you know, possible. The, founder, the founders of all these gospels. other religions are dead and gone, or they will be dying and gone soon. But there, if there's no resurrection, there's no gospel, there's no hope, there's no future for us, there's no eternal life. And then if there's no gospel, death reigns and rules and Satan wins. If there's no resurrection, there's no accountability either. Because, right. um, you know, if we just live and die and then we're like animals are buried and thrown away, um, that's what Satan is hoping, that either we'll believe in reincarnation or we'll believe in nothing. Because the resurrection requires accountability. Because mm -hmm. there is a resurrection unto life and there's also a, a resurrection unto death. Because people live forever. They don't just die and cease to exist. And so Satan wants us to postpone any kind of decision we might make regarding our eternal destination uh, and, and, and also then by pulling away from us any joy or power or, or encouragement that would come from the resurrection. We're going to live forever. Mm -hmm. And where we live forever is really determined by what we decide. And it's really unfortunate, if you read the Bible, how... Down, how the enemy has downplayed even the gospel of Jesus Christ in our churches and, and, and have substituted many lovely things for the truth. And, like, we, and oftentimes in the churches that we, we've made Jesus boring. Right, dull, boring, and, and impotent, yes. And so, you know. It's just kind of a memory or a figment when, of our imagination. When Mark was ending his gospels, he said, you know, go preach this gospel, make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you know, these signs and wonders will follow those who believe. You know, if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will, you know, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. This is not boring, but we, oh. we are, but our churches have, have dulled down the truth about Jesus Christ until it's like almost a social club at best, or it's a, it's a, it's a chore to we, go there. We have to substitute entertainment, light shows, um, mixing in well, pagan practices and just that shows decide. how far gone we are. Yeah, really it does. But let's can we let's get in in First Corinthians fifteen, mm -hmm. the gospel, beginning with verse one. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, in which you stand. Okay, it's a this is good news. Paul de declared it to them; they received it, and they're standing in it. You're right. And he says, by which you are also saved, but there's an if after that, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. Here's That's exactly it. If you don't receive the right gospel, if you receive a mixed gospel, which most of them are, and they're mixing law with grace and frivolity and foolishness with, with faith, and people don't have faith then because it doesn't seem to match what they're, 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 they're learning, so he preached that right gospel, the one true, the good news gospel, the gospel that includes the power of the resurrection, the power of eternal life, the power to come back from the dead, the power to raise the dead, the power to heal the sick. He preached that gospel, and they said, and he said, you received it, um, and you not only received it, but now we're standing in it. The Ephesians says, stand in having done all to stand. You know, so what? How we do is after you receive the gospel. It's a matter of standing and having done all to withstand in that evil day. And he says, he says, unless, if you don't do that, 
if you don't receive it, if you don't stand in it, if you don't have it or hear the right gospel in the first place, then you're going to believe whatever you believe in vain. It's going to be a vanity to believe, you know, your concocted, put together assembly of beliefs and, and things that you think are true just because you want them to be true. But when just because you declare something to be the truth doesn't make it the truth. The only thing that makes it the truth is Jesus right. Christ, who is the truth. Right, right. And here in, in, in verse 3 of 1 Corinthians 15, for I delivered to you first of all, first of all, he says, he's, he, got, he got things in, he had things in right order here, mm-hmm. which I also received. <clears throat> so he received the gospel. Well, <clears throat> excuse Paul, me, he, 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 he received basically, you could say, a download of the gospel from the Lord himself. He says that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now, according, you know, well, we read the scriptures and it says that Jesus died. Well, he's, he, basically the word according there you know, also means fulfilling in fulfillment yeah. of the scriptures mm-hmm. that were prophesied about him through Isaiah and, and just, uh, many other prophets. Just think of it. Back in the Old Testament, he left a, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, left a record of uh, for them to see the power of the resurrection, even if they didn't have the New Testament, because he was foretelling and, and preparing. Yep. Even Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. I mean, Job, right. in the middle of his trials, he's declaring the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And ver- <clears throat> excuse me, in verse uh, 4, that he was buried, mm-hmm. okay, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Okay. Right. And he was seen, okay? He was seen by Cephas. That's another name for Peter. It just means, I think, rock or stone. And then by the 12, the 12 apostles, after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. Very likely this is included in the uh, first um, chapter of the book of Acts, of whom the greater part remain to the present. Which is which is at the time that this was written, but some have right. fallen asleep awesome. or died. So Cephas was, I believe, he was the man who walked with Jesus on the road to Emmaus the day no, Jesus no, no. was from Cephas, Cephas. I'm sorry. No. 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 This is that oh. you're thinking of Cleopas. Oh, that's right. Cephas is another name for Peter. Oh, right. Peter saw him. That's right. Peter saw him. He he went back and found Peter because Peter was so downcast and 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 discouraged because he had denied Jesus. And so um, there you know, was a reuniting or a forgiveness or, or you know, restoration. You can imagine is that you, you, the last thing you did was deny Jesus before he died, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be his big, big bad, big Promote, brave promoter, uh, yeah. mouthpiece, and oh, I'll never deny you. And then he's just he's just absolutely crushed. So basically, when Jesus spoke to the, uh, they spoke to the angel actually at the tomb, spoke to the women. He says, "Go." tell his disciples and Peter now here's the deal that he is risen from the dead we only hear about these things through the preaching of the gospel from generation to generation but they were actually living it out right there they actually had people who'd been there oh I, did you know so and so saw Jesus yeah yeah and so did so and they all had eyewitnesses or firsthand accounts of Jesus Christ raising from the dead and God had to do that because otherwise it would just have been completely buried I mean, these men, uh, Luke and, and uh, Paul, had to write it to establish its validity because otherwise, if, if we wouldn't have the scripture, everything Jesus did back then would be absolutely inaccessible to us and totally buried. 
even as it is now, if you don't read the word, if you don't read it consistently and you don't read it diligently and you just sort of slam through it, it's, it's going to be hidden from you. And the power of the gospel is in the power of the resurrection. It says even in, uh, I don't remember which gospel, the same, the same, or is it one of the epistles, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Romans chapter eight. Dwells in us. Yes. Mm-hmm. So therefore that same power of life, re- restoration of life, healing, virtue, it's in us. It is in us, even though we don't seem to be totally very much aware of it. You know, we seem to be more um, taken up with trivia, I, I, this Christian trivia. And it's, it's getting to the point now where it's going to all fall away. It's not going to do you any good to just have all your lovely this and that if we don't have a solid foundation yeah. in Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, again, Romans chapter 1 declared to be the Son of God with power yes. by the resurrection of the dead. And uh, Paul was writing, I believe it was, to the Corinthians. He says, and when we come to you, he says, I'm not going to just know the speech of those who are puffed up. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm not going to just hear your fancy spiritual talk. Mm -hmm. But he says, I'm going to see, look for the power. Mm -hmm. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So so the power here was that Jesus appeared to these witnesses uh, and, and it and transformed Paul was told, them. You know, it, we read in, in the book of Acts, I don't remember exactly where it is, but it says this thing was not done in a corner. Yeah. Right. So this whole cross resurrection event. Right in the not, public road, actually. Yeah, it was publicly, publicly crucified. Jesus was mm-hmm. raised from the dead. All kinds of witnesses, mm-hmm. many, many witnesses that mm-hmm. testified that, well, hey, he's alive. Well, interesting enough, all of the precautions that the scribes and the Sadducees took to ensure that Jesus wouldn't get out of the tomb. You know, they set the guard, they sealed the tomb, they put the big stone there, they put the soldiers there. All of the things that they did to ensure that he would never, never come out of that tomb. The seal, the seal of Rome. Actually, that, yeah. You know, the authority of Rome that said this cannot be opened. But this was, the, all these things were the egg exactly flipped on them and became the evidence that Jesus Christ truly did raise from the dead because he got past the soldiers, he got past the, the stone, he got past the seal, and he got past all, even their lies when they said, don't tell anybody and pretend he's been stolen away. All of these things actually turn out to be verifications of the resurrection. And, you know, it's, it's it, because it was such a, um, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't published in the, in the, in the news media, I'm sure. Nothing, was, it was all hidden like it is today. But there was absolutely too many people who saw it, who experienced it. And even the soldiers saw the angels. And so they were paid to shut up. I mean, it's just like how many people, bribed, it's the same yeah. thing today, it's the same thing. But, but, the, but all these things that Satan tried to do to hold him down became the very powerful things God used to prove Jesus lives. And so, but anyway, I'm going to just go back for a quick second to First um, Corinthians chapter where we're at. Um, and last of all, Paul says, and last of all, he was seen by me also, one born out of due time. So Paul wasn't in on this original ascension, resurrection. He was still out there doing whatever he was doing. But Jesus appeared to him in Acts right. chapter 9 on the road to Damascus. Exactly. So he had a, but it was not at the same time as these other guys were seeing. Right. He, he's just writing about this. But he mm-hmm. says, um, 
For I am the least of the apostles, also not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But listen to this, verse 10. But by the grace of God, here's for you and me today. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So he's actually saying, talking about the transformation, the power of the grace of God um, to work through him. He said, I am what I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. In other words, I, I came through all of this horrible stuff. God brought you and I through some horrible things, vile things, ridiculously da- dangerous things. And, and he became, and God's grace then towards Paul, towards you, towards I, is not in vain. He says, and because it's not in vain, we're able to labor more diligently, more persistently, more with more faith, more abundance, more assurance. So you cannot do anything of the mighty things God is talking about us doing uh, if you don't have faith in, in the resurrection, if you don't have faith even in the word of God and in the goodness of God. So really it's it's out of your faith, out of that that belief, out of that knowing actually of what is true comes the doing. Out of knowing comes the doing. Not doing creates knowing. It's knowing creates the fruit, the fruits of, of going forth, laying hands on the sick, healing the, 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 those who are sick and, and delivering them from demons. Therefore, that's why Paul preaches the gospel. Uh, but now, now going to verse 12, if, if now if he's making an argument here, Paul's very good. He's an apologist. He's very good at making arguments about, or not arguments like you and I think of an argument like a you know, controversy, but building his case yes. for the resurrection. He says, now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection from the dead? So if you say that, oh, I don't believe in the resurrection. Well, just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean, like I said earlier, it's not the case. It's not true. But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. So either one or the other, you can have them both. If Christ raised from the dead, there is a resurrection. If Christ didn't raise from the dead... And is, then, then there is no resurrection. So Christ is the resurrection. Christ is the resurrection. If he, if he didn't raise, then there's no resurrection. If he raised, there is. And if Christ is not risen, he's going on with his argument, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is also in vain. In other words, if, if we're just making this up and preaching to you that Christ uh, rose from the dead when he really didn't, then your faith is pointless um, and, and we're false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised Christ when whom he did not raise up if, in fact, the dead do not raise. So he's saying Christ is the first fruits. If one raised, they can all be raised. It's possible. He raised Lazarus. He raised the, the widow's son, various, the Jairus' daughter. He raised various ones back, to, brought them back to life. But he's talking here about a bigger resurrection than just waking up and living more days on this planet. He's talking about waking up to the resurrection of newness of life, eternal life and salvation. This is what people, they don't cherish their salvation. They just it, put it on the back shelf, lose it probably in some drawer up in the, in, the, in the attic. And they forget that they're really, that's your whole point. Salvation, resurrection, redemption, the return of Jesus Christ. These big em- events are not emotional events. They're, you don't get them because you feel excited or you, you feel like you're going to be resurrected. It is because of the fact of God's word. And he already did this and he can't lie. And he says in verse 17, um, well, verse 16, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen, as he said again. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. 
and you are still in your sins. So the very fact that Christ raised from the dead also brings with it the good news that we're set free from our sins. Um, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord. So there's still an option there. You don't have to do any of this. Um, and then those who fall asleep have perished. But if you hope to see your loved ones again, you're going to have to believe in the resurrection. Um, this is the only way. If, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. So what's the point? If you're going to just you know live, live, live for a future that doesn't happen and doesn't come and there's no resurrection, there's no heaven, there's no salvation, then you might as well live it up down here if this is all you got. And that's what most people kind of do. They kind of see that's all we got. And so um, the fact that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead tells us that death has no power over us as believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, he, you know, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So what happens is that if we believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. That means that we have eternal life right now. Mm -hmm. That means that we're going to be living with him forever. Continuing. Mm -hmm. And continuing on. And so this life, this short span of time here yeah. is not the end. It's not just all we got. We've got forever to look forward mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. At the same time, um, the fact, too, that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead means that he is the judge of all the earth, mm -hmm. that, that we're going to stand before him as believers mm -hmm. uh, and, and to be our works are going to be judged. If we're not believing, our, our, we'll stand before be him lost. as our judge. We'll, we, be we'll, we'll be lost. We've been lost then before. We were found. If, if you don't believe, <laughs> you're lost before actually, you even stand before the judge. Well, actually, we are saved. We're found when we believe in the gospel. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and really, the gospel is, without the resurrection, if there's no resurrection, there is no there's gospel. No, there's, there's no, no gospel. gospel yeah. And there's no forgiveness of sins. So the resurrection, though we make so light of it that we hardly think of it at all, and it's just a minor little element of our salvation story, it is the feature, it is the main point. And without the resurrection, there is no gospel. Um, and so Jesus Christ... Any other gospel that does not make Jesus Christ the resurrection and, and is, is is futile and pointless. It, it's not a gospel that can save. But yeah, we have to keep in mind that we're talking about, like theologians describe it as the cross-resurrection event. Okay, if it wasn't for the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross, right. we would have no salvation. But if, yeah, if they're but, both but there. still, if, if, he, if he's not raised from the dead... It's pointless. We, we don't have salvation. So or, those, or those events that when we talk about the cross, mm. we're talking about the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ to pay the penalty for our, do our sins. Yep. And then, but we're also talking about the resurrection. Out of that cross comes the resurrection Amen. of Jesus because we said it earlier, it's not, it was not possible. The son of life, the creator of life, everything was created yeah. through him. Yeah. It's not possible that death could hold him mm -hmm. even though he voluntarily Laid down submitted to death. Why? To go in and defeat death. Exactly. Death is defeated. Satan, Satan is, is de defeated. <laughs> that's, that's what we have to keep in mind and that we're going to live forever. And so we, so can, we, can, we can live without fear. Mm -hmm. that that we can lay down our lives, you know, however that is, if it's not necessarily being a martyr that's going to chop our heads off. It may be living for off, Christ. But is... living for Christ mm -hmm. gives us a confidence. 
because we know the people, you imagine the people that had seen the risen Jesus, they're all, talk about fired up. Well, and, and when they're empowered with the Holy Spirit, they're saying, we've seen him. We know this. We speak that we do know, Paul says, yeah. uh, or Jesus said, and testify that we have seen. That same knowing and that same assurance yeah, so. is ours as we declare the beauties of Christ. Amen. And and even though in the beginning of this ordeal, when the disciples and apostles and the women who followed Jesus went through all this, he mentioned that he was going to raise from the dead in three days I'll rebuild the temple. They did not understand that. So those days when he was in the tomb would have been days of, of serious uh, examination. What did we do? What did we believe? Where are we going from here? What's going to happen? And, and you may be in that place today of what we're going to do from here. Where are we going to go? What's going to happen? Well, we do know that Jesus Christ has already promised us eternal life for whosoever will believe in him. And so we just pray right now, Father God, that this spirit of holiness, the spirit of the resurrection of Jesus Christ will move into the mortal bodies of all who are listening. And whether they're sick or weary, discouraged, uh, broken down, um, don't know where to go, just, Lord, inspire each one of us with a new refreshing of the power of the truth of your resurrection. And let us move away from foolishness and folly. Help us not to participate in the things that bring grief and insult to your cross, Father God. I pray that this resurrection weekend, resurrection day will become a res- resurrection life. And we will walk in that power of your 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 life if unto and into and walking right into eternal life. Because, Lord, you made a way for us to defeat the enemy. So, Father God, we pray right now for encouragement and deliverance from all of the lies that they'll just fall off, all the stupid stuff that Satan has put up in the way of the resurrection. It will be fall off. It'll lose its charm. It'll lose its enticement. It'll lose its ability to, distri- to deceive and distract in Jesus' name. Yeah, and as you're a believer in Jesus Christ, Romans eight eleven says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies Amen. through his spirit who dwells in you. That's not just talking about someday I'll have a glorified body. I just want to release right now healing. Yes, Jesus. The same spirit that yes. raised Christ yes. from the dead mm-hmm. lives in, in each one, Lord, yes. who, who believes in you, who's listening right now. Mm-hmm. We release in healing Jesus to name. you in into Jesus. your mortal body. Yep. Healing, cleansing, and deliverance, we release it into you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I believe that there's someone who's listening who has a problem with their ear and um, I believe that the Lord is opening. It's a kind of a dullness in your ear. I believe the Lord is opening that right now. There are others who are receiving physical healings inside of their body. Um, and God is, well, obviously, a healing is a healing wherever it happens. I believe so, there's someone that's, that's um, there's, a, do you, there's like a twitching in your stomach, around your stomach area. And, and that's a sign of healing. I don't know what it's been, if it's been ulcers or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, indigestion or some uh, tumor. I don't know. But, uh, Lord, I th- I thank you for that. I re- just thank you for that healing that's being released mm-hmm. in the midsection of this person today. And I also see that there's someone who has a, right in your area of your forehead, low, right where you kind of furl your brow and where your eyes, that little wrinkle part right there in the middle of that forehead, um, someone who's had a lot of pain and especially 
um, like brain fog. And we just command that that fog be re- removed now. And you can think again. You can think clearly. You're not forgetting things anymore. You're, you're, you're remembering what you're doing and where you're supposed to go and blah, blah, blah. So blah, 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 whatever all that means to God. Let it be done, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're a couple of announcements real quick. We're going to be doing a conference on the April 29th, which is a Saturday again uh, at Valiant Church. This one's called Healing and Deliverance. You can sign up on Eventbrite. Um, we'd love to have you come. It's the same time, Saturday from 10 to 3 um, at Valiant Church, which is what is the address of that? We'll check it out. Um, is it? Mm, I don't want to say it because I might get it yeah, wrong. Okay. <laughs> I got it wrong last yeah, time. Yeah, it's anyway, right, it's right free. at the intersection right near uh, Bass Lake Road and 169. Yeah, New Hope. There you go. And also, yes. um, we're going to encourage you to start picking up your um, episodes of God on Trial. Uh, they're like, I think, I don't know, maybe three bucks a piece. And that's a 80 minute, or, I mean, 28 minute um, audio dramatization of the war between God and Satan for the souls of men. You can start with verse episode one, or you can pick episode 28, whatever you want to do, but we have 28 episodes. We really encourage you to start doing that because your kids will love it. It's it's educational, it's um, it's inspiring, it's evangelistic, and it's, uh, it's entertaining, but it's also very scriptural. So again, God on trial, go to the website, liferecovery.com, liferecovery.com. There's lots of good stuff out there. God bless you and have a blessed resurrection life. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.